Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about helping improve your relationship with diet and exercise to achieve success in your fitness journey. In today's show, we have our guest, Dawn Elizabeth. Dawn has lost over 100 pounds and is 22 years old. Growing up, she was always a plus-size girl who struggled seeing her true beauty. She accredits her weight loss after having two very traumatic experiences. The first, the loss of her best friend, and then one month later, being bit by a snake. The snake bite left her barely able to walk. So during that recovery time, she knew she had to make a change to become a healthier version of herself. That change led her to lose over 100 pounds naturally. She's currently two and a half years into her natural weight loss journey, which she says it's the best thing that ever happened to me. She's here today to inspire and motivate everyone to become the best version of themselves daily with the affirmation of love yourself in a way no one else can. For more details about Dawn's journey and lifestyle, be sure to follow her on Instagram and YouTube at The Dawn Elizabeth. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome The Dawn Elizabeth. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. Dawn, how are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me today. No problem. No problem. Um, me and Dawn talked just a little bit before the recording of the show, and I told her that um, I just really admired her weight loss and um, her inspirational story and how she's just putting her content out and just putting herself and her story out there to inspire everyone and to inspire anybody who pretty much watches it. So this is one of the main reasons why I have her on. And just to get to know her a little better, we're going to go through a few questions. So you all become more familiar uh, with her. So with one of our first questions, we will ask um, going into her, her weight loss story. Okay. So you let us know that the uh, passing of your friend, what condolences for that, inspired, and the the snake bite. So can you please tell us a little bit more um, just about that that snake bite? What type of uh, snake was it? Uh, where were you at? Just give us a little bit of background about that. Okay, so I went to school in Austin at the University of Texas, and we, me and my friends, we decided to do something different. We was like, okay, let's go to the 360 overlook. We're going to go for a hike. And I wasn't really into nature. Like for a while, I did attend like a summer camp before where we did a lot of hikes, but I always had on tennis shoes. But for some reason, I wore slides that day. Don't know why that was a good idea. But uh, we was literally about to get to the car. So we didn't even, I didn't even get bit by the snake while I was up in the mountain. I was literally got bit by the snake on ground. So right when we was about to cross the street, we was literally standing in the huddle. It was four of us. And then I stepped and I felt something sharp and I didn't really think it was a snake bite until I shook my foot and the snake kind of like unlatched and flew off my foot. I still to this day don't know what type of snake it was, but my it bit me on my big toe. And so like my toe literally swelled up like by the hour. It was really, really big and it came to like a big bubble, which caused like my feet to like shift to like like the side. I could I could barely walk on it. And then by me having so much weight on me, it was even harder because my daddy was telling me he don't really want me to use the crutches because he don't want me to kind of handicap myself. So I literally, it was like a month in between me losing my best friend. And I didn't really realize like how much stuff that I needed to deal with until I had to sit down. And I was just telling my cousin today, like when God wants you to sit down, he would definitely 
bring it to you in any size. So for that whole week, I just sat down because I was recovering. I had to come home from Austin. I just sat down. Everybody was at work. So my mom came and checked on me every now and then, but I still was so alone. And I didn't realize how much I was just trying to push to the back of my head and not deal with. And after that week, I was like, you know what? It's time for a change. I'm tired walking on this foot. It's tiring. And I was just like, okay, once my foot healed all the way, I'm ready to make a lifestyle change. I'm ready to just do it. And I didn't really have a big goal in mind. I just knew I wanted to become healthier. And I knew starting with that was just to move, like just to get up and get active. Okay. Wow. This this snake bite story. So did your your foot like double or triple in size by by the snake bite? Did you like get it checked out at the ER like drain? Yeah, I went to the hospital. And then I, I went home, but then it got worse. Like, at first it was okay. I was like, okay, I'll be fine. It's not that big of a deal. But then as it began to, like, it starts to throb and get worse over time. So then I ended up going to the hospital again. And they just wanted to watch me closely because they didn't want to give me the anti-venom unless I really needed it because the side effects was supposed to be really, really bad. And so apparently, like, my once I kept checking my blood levels and stuff, it was okay. I really didn't need to get the anti-venom. But I literally just had to stay home and watch it and watch it and then eventually when it came to a head my uh my mom ended up like popping it for me she ended up popping it for me and it just like drained and then the crazy part about it is once it began the healing process I lost my whole toenail like all that came off and then literally my toe literally peeled like a snake like from the whole from all the way around my whole toe peeled off so had to walk around with no toenail for a while. Oh, wow. So how long did it take for that to grow back? Honestly, it took a long time. Actually, I was surprised that it even grew back because I didn't think it was going to grow back. It took maybe about, I would say like maybe six to eight months. It was a long time before it actually started to like grow back. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I've never heard anything like that. So while you were pretty much... um, I would go ahead and say like bedridden or not being able to um, be as mobile as you once were. Um, what what was the click in your head to say, you know what? OK, I need to 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 lose weight. And do you have like an exact day um, or kind of like month kind of ballpark like when you started um, far as losing weight and how much weight did you lose during that that time period? Okay, so um, when I did initially get bit by the snake, I knew like doing that bed rest because I said, okay, when I when I, heal, when I fully heal and I'm able to walk regular, I'm gonna start. So it, and I couldn't rush that process. I was like, I was really, really ready to start, but I couldn't really walk all the way. So I was like, you know what? I'm just start all the way like all the way when I heal. And so I just took that time to just mentally prepare myself for it. So I think I got bit by the snake and either April, got bit by in April, and I didn't start my weight loss journey until January. So it, it took that length to like fully be me, fully be able to walk well. My ankle and all my leg and stuff was kind of swollen. I was bruised up a little bit. So once it kind of grew back and it stopped hurting, I started in January, January 2019. Wow. Okay. And, January 2019. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. January 2019. That's when I started in so far, so far I'm down. Well, okay, I was down 154 pounds because I wow. got 
the 157. And then I kind of lost myself a little bit. Had to realize, you know, mm-hmm. you learn lessons throughout the journey. And then now I'm at one. This one I weighed in at 178. So I'm pretty sure I was like one, maybe 130. I'm not really good at math. But yeah, so around that over 100 pounds, over like 120. So um, yeah, and then I lost that. I lost 100 pounds initially in the first 11 months. I was down wow. by wow. November. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. So you're from Houston, Texas, right? Uh, currently residing in there. So um, I can only imagine like Texas is the uh, is the home of, of barbecue, which I love. So I can only imagine uh, having to adjust your diet <laughs> um, to become uh, a healthier version of you. So with that being said, what did your nutrition look like? What did your, your diet intake look like during that? doing your your first 100 pounds uh, okay, weight so, loss? So when I first started, I, I told myself, uh, my friend Cameron, if you go on my YouTube, y'all, like if anybody's used to my YouTube, y'all know Cameron. So Cameron, he healed me out, like adjusting my macros. So he told me, he was like, you know what? So since you first started, he was like, you literally can eat whatever you want as long as you stay within these numbers. So I was like, okay, that's easy. And so when I first started like logging, I realized that I was nearly not even eating as much as I thought I was. I was only eating one time a day and didn't even realize that. And I, it just has a lot to do with like kind of how people understand, you know, the way of fitness and nutrition. Like they think getting the results is just eating one time or starving themselves. But that literally was not even the case because clearly I was really just moving backwards by not eating enough. So when I first started, I just started to track my macros and I wasn't eating enough. So I kind of like started to put myself on a schedule so that I could kind of boost my appetite over time. Like eating in small portions until I was able to get to my calorie goal and so I would literally eat the same thing every day because I I never really knew how to cook growing up my mom cooked everything so I didn't know how to cook and then I was in college standing in an apartment on my own I was like I can't keep eating out it's expensive and that's when I realized like you literally have to invest in this lifestyle. It's not cheap at all and so then I started cooking I would make baked chicken I'll put potatoes all in the same pot at one time. I was like, okay, this is easy. I can do this. And I ate that about the same thing over time. And then I was still kind of eat fast food here and there. But then as I kept sticking to it, I realized that I wanted to start eating more stuff that was like good to my body. That made me feel more energized. And I was like, okay, eating, eating in a, cal- a caloric deficit is one thing, but focusing on foods that maximize your health and your wellness, that's another thing. And it took me some time to get there. I didn't rush that process. And so then I started to try more fruits and vegetables and making stir fries, like lean sources of protein. Like I started to eat super, super duper clean. I would cook everything. I'll be looking up recipes and just stuff like that. As long as I stuck Stuck in between those numbers, I was moving. Everything was perfect. Of course, at the beginning, I did cheat on the weekends. And I'm kind of going through that now, like just falling off on the weekends. But we keep moving. As long as I don't fall all the way off track, I'm going to keep moving, okay? Yeah, that's... And to me, even saying that, and I respect your transparency, because, again, you're putting your life out there on, on social media and people can kind of like put you into this box of, of perfection. And it's like, you know, I'm human, right. Um, You know, there are going to be good days and then not so good days. And I don't even really want to classify it as not, not good days as opposed to I'm just, I'm, I'm human. Uh, I like what I like, you know what I mean? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. 
And it's just the discipline you have that just you individually have to say, okay, I know starting Monday or Tuesday, whenever your, your day one is, um, okay, I'm going to get back on track. And you know your body, you know your system, you know what you can have and what you can't have. And when you know, when you're kind of just going off a little bit too far, you're like, all right, let me let me pause that for for, for a second. And it's and it's okay. It's not the end of the world because you know life is to be lived. You know, you're supposed to enjoy yourself. This is a a, a lifestyle change. Um, you're two and a half years in to your to your weight loss journey. So you've been you've been underweight, uh under under your obesity rate or your overweight. Um for less time than you have been overweight. You know what I mean? May I said that backwards. So <laughs> you, you've been, you've been overweight longer than you have been, you know, to your, to your goal weight. And you understand, like you said earlier, it's like, okay, you know, I dropped, um, like you said, probably about 150, but then, you know, you gained some and then you went back down life in, the, in this journey is about, you know, um, uh, peaks and valleys and you're going to go through that. And just to be, be happy, you know, with that and in yourself, you're like, okay, you know what? That happened. Now let me, let me do this. It's, a, it's like a cycle, you know, like you, you were talking about with the, um, the macros and the numbers. And like you said, you were kind of hustling backwards of actually not eating enough. And then you had to put yourself on a schedule. And that's the most important part. Um, without what I'm getting from it, um, that you're telling everybody is to just get your schedule down, get, get some type of system down that works for you. And what happens is you do not have to be locked into that 100% of the time um, because it can be adjusted and you can adjust because there's different things that happen. You're, you're a college student or you're in college and you are learning again, learning how to cook for yourself, learning how to, how to fend for yourself. So yeah. So salute <laughs> to you for that. Um, so during that time, what did your workout routine consist of? Um, how many days a week did you work out? How many hours? Did you have a personal trainer during that time at all? So, no, I didn't have a personal trainer. When I first started, I started about two to three times a week. And I had one workout that I stuck to for the longest until it got too easy. So I would do, when I would go into the gym, I would walk for five minutes on a treadmill. And then I would do four rounds of 25 jumping jacks, 25 crunches, uh, 25 squats. And there was one other thing that I did and I just can't remember. So it was like either three, those three for sure. It was like nothing really weightlifted, like weightlifting wise. And I will, and then I'll do ball slams. I do 25 ball slams. So I'll go through that four times until it got easy. So and you were then, going for a hundred reps then. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. And so then I would, I would do, I went, I did that till it got easy. And then when I was finished, I would try to run for one minute. I, would, I kid you not that first day I tried to run, I almost died. Yeah. I think I ran for like maybe 20 seconds and I was like, okay, we'll try again tomorrow. We'll try again tomorrow. And then each day I kept trying, I kept trying. I'll take like a day in between to rest and then I'll go the next day. And then some days, like over the weeks, I was like, okay, I can't wait till the next day. Let me go again. Let me just go there in the next day. So I just took my time with work, like with workouts. And then eventually I started going to the gym with Cameron and he showed me like different ways of like weightlifting because he likes to lift. So then once I started seeing like, okay, let me try a different, you know, just trying different things. So I wouldn't get bored with the process. And so then I started lifting. I started creating my own workouts, just putting stuff together. Probably just all over the place with the workouts, but 
I just wanted to move. I wanted to get lighter on my feet. And then I started um, about maybe when I got closer to my one uh, 100 pound weight loss, I started to run because I was already like practicing on the treadmill with about five minutes. I started to run and then I, I went I ran my first mile without stopping. And then now I was like, okay, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna stay there, and I'm gonna keep trying, I'm gonna keep trying. And then just recently, I did the the Longhorn, the Longhorn race, and it was like a a 5K, so it was like three miles. I did that one, and I was able to do that without stopping. But you know, I had to start somewhere. So that's really the the point that I'm trying to make. Congratulations! Yeah, so it's a 5K run. Yes. Oh my goodness! So congratulations, congratulations. So how did it feel when you did your first mile uh, without? stopping and had prior to that uh how close did you get and you're like oh my god i gotta stop and then you went back in the next day so how many times did you go through that Um, that cycle okay so i did i did it twice within one weekend the first time we went was like the first day and i think i stopped maybe three times and then the second day i did it i stopped twice and so then i was i was running with cameron and then the next time the next weekend i went home and i tried to do with my son, I was like, okay, then I'm gonna run real, real slow. I'm running at a pace where I'm not gonna get out of breath. And then once I figured that out, like, okay, all you have to do is run at a nice pace, then you'll be able to last a long time. And once I mastered that, I was able to just run faster and faster. It took me like maybe two more times after that to be able to just run one mile without stopping. And then once I was stopped, I was like, okay, done. You're really not even tired. It was just the act of like running that kind of mentally wore mm-hmm. me out. I was like, okay. This is mentally tiring. But then once I changed my mindset, I was like, okay, if you run slow, you enjoy the view, just breathe, practice your breathing, you'll be able to go further and further. And that's what happened. Oh, okay. Because I can relate to that. The reason why I'd ask, because I can remember during my initial weight loss of just that feeling right there of like, let me try to complete just running one mile. And I had to, what you just said, it's like, it's okay to like slow it down. You know what I mean? Because the completion meant more than the speed. And yeah. at that time, I'm just thinking about speed, just one, t- you know, one speed and then then just go. No, you can slow it down. Just don't stop moving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, I can I can totally relate to that and that uh, feeling of elation when you when you finally, uh, you know, complete that mile and you're like, all right, ain't no turning back Ain't no turning back now. Um so with that being said, what did you learn about yourself during your whole weight loss journey? And what are you currently still learning about yourself? So one thing that I did learn about myself, this was at the very, very beginning, because I would have a lot of days where I was like super emotional. And like, like I said, when I was growing up, I was always a plus size person. And I tried to like make sure that I was, you know, I had to learn how to accept my body as as it was then in order to get there. And so once I started, I realized that it was a lot of things that I thought I dealt with and I didn't. And it was like some days, I guess, like when it became tough for me to just stick with the my daily routine, a lot of mental things would come like come up to me, I would cry a lot. And I was like, okay, do I really want this? But it was just me realizing that I was never familiar with being uncomfortable to get to where I want to be. And it, and it doesn't like, it doesn't have to be a negative sacrifice, you know, like it doesn't have to be like, of course it's a sacrifice, just point simple. It's a sacrifice when you want to become healthier, especially when a lot of people around you are not doing it. 
So you have to remove yourself, sacrifice things to get to where you want to be. And then I also learned that it was a lot more like self-love and self-growth that I had to learn throughout the journey. And even still to this day, because now I'm in a totally different body. Like, like this is totally different for me. And even sometimes when I walk past the mirror, it's all new to me still. And sometimes I didn't even realize why people would be like, oh my gosh, you look so good. It was to the point where it would like kind of make me nervous. I don't know why. But it would make me it's kind of like newfound attention and you yeah. may still see yourself as the uh, heavier Don. Right. Because it's like, oh, I still want to work on this. I still want to work on this. But, you know, in the meantime, you know, everybody's looking at your transformation in real time. But, you know, you have your goal in your head um, of where you want to be at. But everybody sees something different. And then it's kind of like newfound attention or attention from current from people who kind of been in your life, but at the same time, they're still looking at you different and you don't know how to really take it. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for putting it in words. Yeah. I, I couldn't understand why it would make me so nervous. So then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm just going to stay in the house. <laughs> I was like, okay, let me just stay in the house. Because it's like, I felt like the reason why it kind of made me nervous is because I didn't really like know myself know where I was going with it I had to figure a lot of things out and I knew that like I was like okay done just take a minute and relax like I had to just relax because when I first started it was literally all okay I want to get healthier I knew I was gonna get slimmer I knew I was gonna get to a nice physique but it was like okay I knew I I never really focused on aesthetics as much like I never focused on like I want to be like this I want to look like this I don't want to have no stomach you know I never really focused on those things but as I tend to like as I became smaller and as I became to look like follow more fitness influences and stuff I started to question myself a lot and I think this is the first time I'm really like speaking on this, like just on my YouTube. I, I meant to speak on it sooner, but it's just like once I started to like look at other people more, I started to question myself. And that's how I knew that I really needed to focus more on self-love because it's like if you love yourself in a way that nobody else can, you won't see another fitness and fluid and say, oh, I want to look like that or I want to be like her, you know, because then you put yourself in this one box and Honestly and truly, that's all way of life. We don't have to fit in one category. You know, you could do and be whatever you want. And so that's why I was like, okay, I have to learn how to learn my love my body at each and every phase. When I'm bigger, when I'm smaller, when I gain weight from losing the weight, I have to learn how to accept it. And that's just what I have to focus on completely, which is hard still today, but working on it. Wow, that's 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 dope. So I have so many, so many words to to kind of de- describe that that moment of clarity, because that's very important what you're saying once you kind of just started like wanting to get more information on like your body from the standpoint of like, OK, what do I need to work on? And so once you're investigating that, then you may see somebody smaller, more defined, and then you in turn, you start questioning yourself. And that's kind of a an un- unexpected result far as from what you uh, initially set out to, to do. And then, you know, you have a different reaction and then that can cause um, for you to kind of like look at yourself just, just differently. But like you said, you, you had a moment when you're like, all right, no, let me get back to Dawn. Let me get back to what I did initially because all this, this new stuff is just new. 
right? Um, that person's body is that person's body. Nobody um, knows that person's story. Or even if you do know that person's story, that's that person's story just individually. It has nothing to do with mine. Um, so let me just take what I need to take out of uh, this, this, uh, uh, workout tutorial, whatever you watch it and like, okay, I'm trying to look for, um, a different tricep exercise routine versus looking at the aesthetics of the person and the man, like, oh man, their, their arms are so defined their you know, the back is so defined blah, blah, blah. You know, what about mine? What about mine? And now it's like, okay, let me get back to, okay, you did that for how many reps, how many sets you did? Okay, cool. And just, and just go. So, we all have those moments. I've had those moments and I continue to have those moments and, and, it, and it's okay because you can either let that break you or inspire you to just do better, not inspire you to covet what that person has. Cause it's all just for, you know, ins- inspiration. You know what I mean? Um, so what does your current diet and exercise routine look like today? So, so now I'm pretty just uh, focusing on ha- trying to have balance. So I know like at, at some points in my journey, I will, I'll go through these phases where I'm like super restrictive and then I'll fall off and then I'll go back super restrictive. So now I'm trying to go into a phase where I'm still counting my macros, but trying to like work my way up into a, a higher calorie count that's more satisfying for me. And of course I can't just jump that number. I have to do it little by little and stick to it strategically in order to like get, you know, be satisfied. Cause I want to be able to be satisfied and still reach my goals. And I know like that may like by me high, making my calorie count a little bit higher, it might slow my progress, but I know that I'll feel more full, more energized and more healthier along the way. So I'm still, calculating it I mean still counting them and now that I'm back home so that's the dilemma for me now we're not a dilemma but now that I'm back home in Houston I'm back with my parents because I graduated college congratulations congratulations may I ask what uh what what degree did you get radio television and film oh okay dope 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 so now that I'm back home it's like a little bit more challenging. I can honestly say it's a, not even a little bit. It's a lot more challenging because it's kind of like me going back into the same environment that I was before I started. Not in a negative way, but, you know, like it is what it is. So now I just have to, like, realize that everybody around me is not doing what I'm doing. And then, like, even though even then, too, I have to realize that it's all about balance. Like, I don't want to have to like sacrifice so much to just not even be happy with the food that I'm eating. I want to create, like, I don't want to be so restricted to that. I tend, like I start to have a negative relationship with food. I feel like I can't enjoy myself. So that's really what I'm starting to focus on. Just learning to like make it more fun. Cause I told you like, as a, at a point I started guys too caught up in the aesthetics that the journey wasn't even fun no more. So now I'm trying to like make it back fun, make it more, you know, like I'm learning new things every day and I just want to be energized. I'm training clients every day. So I need all the energy that I need. I'm super active. And the more active you are, the more food you need, just point blank. So. Right, 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 right. So you are, you are a personal trainer right now. Uh, Go ahead and expand on a little bit about that. How'd you get started? Um, and when did you, when did you get started on that? Go ahead and tell us a little bit more about that. Well, during the pandemic, uh, I had moved home because, you know, well, we had to go virtual on school. So I was like, okay, I might as well just stay home. And I was working throughout the pandemic and I started a boot camp because a lot of people would say, oh, done, you know, can you train me? Can you train me? And I'm like, oh, 
but I don't really think I can because I have so much that I have to work on. But then I realized, okay, maybe I need to start like working with more women because maybe they really do want to know like what things, you know, what things work, what should they do just to get moving. So I started a boot camp. And at that time I was literally only doing boot camp. I had a couple of like one-on-one clients, but nothing too like consistent, but boot camp was consistent. So when I went back to school, I, I had like maybe one or two virtual clients. And I was teaching them about their macros and really just teaching them the basic movements that they could do in the gym. And then when I came back, I was like, okay, I really think that I want to, you know, become a full-time, full-time trainer. So when I came back, I had a couple of clients that I had virtual and they had great results. So I just started promoting. I was like, hey, you know, if you want to come work out, come work out. I'm open. Let's do it. And so I started. It's a lot more that I want to learn. Like now I'm working on my certification to be a personal trainer and then I also want to do the PPSC have you heard of that one the PPSC it's like a pain-free strength coach it's like a pain-free strength coach certification I want to do that and I'm also thinking about going back to school because I don't think right now I don't think I'll train forever hopefully I can go like help athletes recover from injuries something like that I'm always thinking something new you 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 have to have um and anything you do have to have an end game. Um, yeah. Even with the personal training thing, uh, your story reminds me of mine, the same exact thing. Um, you're getting all this new attention and um, you're like, why are people looking at me? They're like, okay, yeah, you lost, you know, all the weight. You know, at that time, you know, I had super baggy clothes. I still had the clothes that I wore when I was 400 pounds and I'm sitting at yeah. about 230 and I just, you know, just looking like a, um, one of those fat Albert characters with, you know, baggy clothes <laughs> or whatever. Right. And then you start getting those questions. Well, help me, help me, help me. And it's like, no, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know what angle you're coming from, but eventually you're like, all right, let me give it a shot. And then it spins off into, into something uh, more and, and bigger. And, you know, being in this game, uh, personal training game for like the last like five years, what, what you're doing right, right now is, is important because you're touching people's lives, you're impacting them. Even, even if you still have to work on yourself, um, being that you're going through the journey currently, they feel that you're going, going with it, going through it with them, which is, you know, very important. So don't take that, uh, lightly. Don't take that for granted because that's important. So, uh, you can, and you, you are helping, uh, uh, people, but with, you know, the, the pandemic, what happened with the pandemic and things kind of being forced to go virtually, being able to create and innovate, um, like on the fly, like it's it's important to start getting your 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 digital game up, your your ebooks and different different things like that. You can go so far with it at the same time doing your thing and um, you say digital communication and mass communication and things like that. So so yeah, that's that's very that's very important so i again i just <laughs> salute you again on that um so what what advice would you give those who are or who may be hesitant to start their weight loss journey i will honestly say do not focus on being perfect if you're thinking about starting just start like you don't have to have a full like a full game plan on starting. Don't think about it too hard. Whenever you're ready to start, just start with moving. Start with making healthier eating options. And just whatever you decide to do, stick with it. And most importantly, love yourself now. You have to love the body that you have now in order to appreciate and let your body take you into many places that you wouldn't even expect it to go. And most importantly, 
whatever your plan is to lose weight, make sure it's it's realistic and you can stick to it long term because that's it's a healthy lifestyle change. Don't do nothing too restrictive now. Stick to it. So the key word Miss Dawn Elizabeth said is don't be restrictive and it's a lifestyle change. Don't be too don't 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 be too restrictive. And understand that it can your your weight loss journey isn't it? It's like it's a cycle, right? We have seasons. We have four seasons: uh, summer, spring, uh, winter, fall. Um, and your weight loss journey will somewhat mirror that, and like you said. And I've gone through it where you you know super restrictive, you know, for a month or a week or three months, and then you know you may take that same time that that same time off and and enjoy yourself. And I hope you all found inspiration in today's episode uh, with Miss Dawn Elizabeth. Please let everyone know where they can find you at YouTube, Instagram, websites. You got eBooks, um, any and everything. And you want to close the show out? Go ahead and go. It's all you. All right, you guys. Thank first off, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me share my story with so many people. I hope that I inspire somebody today just to become a better version of their themselves. And if you are interested in working with me or you want to see anything about my journey, follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Be Done Elizabeth. And I hope to see you guys on my page on my YouTube. All righty. And that is it, folks. So I hope you all will go ahead and subscribe to the Dawn Elizabeth's channel. I'll put everything down in uh, the description box uh, below and uh, you will go ahead and see her uh her, her her Instagram her Instagram handle right there in the bottom left hand corner. Uh, but thank you for listening to the Success Fitness Podcast. Until the next episode, Success Fitness is the mindset. And remember, success is golden. Hashtag more weight. Peace out. Are you in the Peoria, Illinois area? Are you looking for a personal trainer that will focus on you to help achieve success in your fitness journey? If yes, please book your in-person or Zoom one-on-one personal training sessions with me, Christian Evans, at christiansweightsuccess.net. While you're there, sign up to download my free shelter-in-place body weight exercise ebook. This program is designed to use only your body weight, so no need for any exercise equipment. In addition to becoming my client, you will have access to the Day One Meals menu. Day One Meals is an a la carte meal prep service I offer to my clients to help you reach your fitness goals. I hope to work out with you soon.